What's up, people? Thank you so much for tuning in to Boots on the Ground International Ministries Committed to Love podcast. Yes, we're so excited that you took the time out to take a listen to what God has put on our hearts to share. And this is the place where you will experience a revival of the love of God. Check it out. Welcome on in. Come on in. Come on in. I'm excited to share with you all today. I'm so excited. Come on in, everyone. So, today we're going to be talking about change is coming change is coming i'm so excited to uh to be sharing this with you guys so so excited Welcome back. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. So here's what I have to share with you guys. We're going to be talking about 1 Kings chapter 17 verses, um, excuse me, 8 through 24. 1 Kings 17 verses 8 through 24. All right. Just trying to familiarize myself with this new technology. I'm excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Boots on the Ground, Boots on the Ground International Ministry live broadcast. Yes. All right. So we're going to be talking about change is coming and starting in the book of 1 Kings chapter 1 verses 8 through 24. Now this is a woman, this is about the woman at Seraphat. And this was right after Elijah had proclaimed a drought in the land, right? So this is on his way, right? After he had just left the brook and now he's headed over to Seraphat to have an encounter with a woman based on what God was telling him to do, right? And so how many how many of you guys feel like you've been in a drought, a dry season? And it's like, man, God is still, God is telling me to go, but I don't see the means, I don't see the resources, but God is still saying, go, I'm sending him. Be encouraged, because when God is saying, um, is, in, is sending you off somewhere, you best believe there's a miracle in store for you. So I wanna encourage you today, that there's a miracle in store for you on the way to your next place. And um, in addition to that, I also want to highlight this. I thought this was so cool. Um, in verse in First Kings chapter uh, seventeen, verse seven, you know, after a while, so it starts out that Elijah had proclaimed the drought at the beginning, right? And it may have seemed like months, weeks, days, years had even gone past before that miracle had manifested. But lo and behold, in verse seven. It happened just how God said it would happen. And it says, and it happened after a while. Come on. 
it happened after a while. We have to remain steadfast. We have to remain uh, hopeful, joyful in the process and on the way to the transition before the miracle happens. We got to shout now. Hallelujah. And it says, after a while that the brook had dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And so um, in verse seven, in, uh, verse eight, it says, then the word of the Lord came to him saying, arise, go to Seraphat, which belongs to Sidon, dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Where there is vision, God makes provision. I'm gonna say that again, where there is vision, God makes the provision. And so without vision, the people perish, but happy is he who keeps the law. That's Proverbs 29 and 18, one of my favorite scripture texts. And so when God gives you a vision, more importantly, but when God gives you a vision, he will always provide. He's the God of divine providence. And so as he began to head out to Seraphat, um, he came into the gate of the city right and so i believe that there are some things that are happening in the gates right we have to there are so many transactions so many supernatural things that god is establishing in the gates of cities god is sending you through gates god is calling you a gatekeeper god is raising up gatekeepers in this hour who will govern from the gates that's what it's the back of my shirt says govern the gates right and reign and rule there. And so um, as he began to enter into the gate of that city, there indeed was a widow there, right? Just like God had told him. But what the widow was doing, she was gathering sticks. And so I wanna highlight that verse in um, 1 Kings 17, gathering sticks. How long have we been gathering sticks? Remember the saying that we used to say when we were kids? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How long are, and, and that's that's so not true. That's so not true. I'm going to debunk that myth today. We know that words do have implications. Death and life and the power of the tongue and um, those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Right? And so um, how long are we going to gather sticks? There are some people that are like in places of stagnation, rehearsing hurts, rehearsing past traumas, rehearsing disappointment, rehearsing hopelessness, rehearsing defeat, rehearsing failures. It's time to put those sticks down, rehearsing what he did, what she did, what they did to you. And it's blindsiding you, it's causing you to live in a place of, I would say regurgitated trauma. Right, that cycles of trauma over and over and over to the point to where there it just, you know, you feel hopeless. And so it's time to put down the sticks and pick up the swords. Hallelujah. It's time to put down the sticks and pick up the sword. That's the sword of the Lord. And so as she um, as he called out to her, she he asked her for a cup of water. Right, we're in First Kings seventeen and ten. He asked her for a cup of water. Now, she could have um, she could have easily declined, but I believe that there there was a glimmer of hope. Right, she was looking, she was waiting for a miracle. 
I believe still she was waiting for a miracle and she knew that on the other side of her pain if she pressed through, she would receive it. And so she took a chance. And so she, she took a risk dealing with a man that she did not know, right? Had never heard of before. And so um, we have to take risks because God can use whosoever, whenever he pleases to bless us. And in addition to that, in verse 11, I like what it says, um, as right after he asked her for the water and the, uh, the, in the cup, it says, as she was going to get it, we have to get up and do something. We have to get up and do something. Um, not everything, everything is not going to fall in our life, right? The, the, the miracles are not going to grow on trees. We have to go out and make things happen, especially when we're called of God, right? Um, nothing is just going to fall in our lap. That next opportunity that God said is indeed yours is not going to fall in your lap. It takes faith to go out and just do it. Come on, Nike. And the, the Bible tells us that the woman at Seraphath was going, as she was going to get it, things began to happen, right? His, his, the way, what he requested, he, it, there was an expansion. I believe that there was a multiplier moment for her. And I believe the same thing for you. This is your multiplier moment. And it's going to be like, as you were going to get it, God begins to expand that thing. God begins to multiply them. What's seemingly little is going to be extravagantly great. As she, as he was going to get it. So I wanna encourage you there. As you go and get the things that God has said is yours, as you go back to school, as you stand up your business, as you move to a new city, as you tithe and trust God with your finances, watch God multiply. Amen. And so um, it says he began to expand. So he had another request, right? On top of what he had already requested. He says, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand, right? And so, in, and here's the dilemma in um, verse 12. So she says, as the Lord God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar and see, I am gathering a cup of sticks um, that I may go in and prepare for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And so notice how God knows every ingredient on the inside of you. He knows that you have what it takes to excel. He knows that you have what it takes to succeed. He put the ingredients in you. So he would not ask you to do something that he knows that you don't have the capacity to do. He would not ask you to go if he didn't already resource you with the things that you need to accomplish and or be successful in the very thing that he called you to do. Amen. And so as she was going to get it, come on, let's get it, people. I always say that. Let's get it. As she was going to get it, he called her and said, bring me a morsel of bread. And then she starts to name ingredients. And so Elijah was really calling forth wholeness. 
and not fragments. And so what she started telling him was about the fragments, about the, the broken pieces and about the this and the that and the what what I couldn't do and, and how it's not coming together. And oh, by the way, I'm just going to make everything. I'm just going to scramble everything, scramble these eggs, and I'm going to eat it and die along with me and my son. Now is not the time to give up. This is the time to press into the pressure. I always say that this is the time to press into the pressure. Your miracle is at hand. I want to encourage you to hold fast. Hold fast to God and his dream for you. Hold fast to the blueprint of heaven. Hold fast to everything that he has revealed that is written about you in your book. You're not going to miss it. Hold fast. Your miracle is at hand. And so um, another thing I wanted to highlight in how trauma can not only impact our vision, our behaviors, but it can impact entire familiar structures. So she said, not only am I gonna eat this last meal, she was really planning her last meal that day until Elijah showed up. She was really gonna commit suicide until the man of God showed up on the scene. How many um, are you are willing to get in the trenches with people and stop them from making decisions that could be life altering, not just for them, but for their entire families, breaking the cycle of trauma, breaking the cycle of suicide, breaking the cycle of human trafficking, putting the brakes on every demonic cycle that the enemy has poured against you and your loved ones. It's time to rise up as gatekeepers. It's time to rise up as the people of God of great faith. People who are not afraid to walk in the supernatural power of God. People who are not afraid to challenge the status quo. People who are not afraid to challenge mediocrity. People who are not afraid to challenge and bring reform to legislation and coach the culture of this world. People who are not afraid to challenge people to grow and to develop to cultivate, to disciple others, it's time to arise. It's time to arise. Change is at hand. Change is coming. I believe that wholeheartedly. If you're listening to this video, if you're even watching the replay, I believe for you and your entire household that change is coming. Hallelujah. Help is on the way. Amen. Amen. You are not alone. You are not left behind. Gird up your loins. Pick up your sword. Throw down those sticks of the past. Throw down those fragments and residue of hurt and emotional trauma and pick up your sword, sword, mighty warrior. You are called and ordained by God. You are sent by him. He has not forgotten about you. He's restoring hope today. Change is coming change is coming amen and so um um another thing that uh that that i like in this scripture text that i believe god is really highlighting um he, he started to deal with right he started to deal with the spirit of fear right the spirit of fear loves to camp out in trauma the spirit of fear loves to camp out in offense. The spirit of fear loves to camp out in unforgiveness and hatred and all types of bodily ailments. The spirit of fear loves to camp out and it's linked, it links up with poverty. The spirit of fear loves to camp out in all types of mental disorders, migraine headaches, anxiety, um, inflammation in the joint, uh, joints, 
Um, the spirit of fear loves to camp out there, but we're going to root it out and cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ today. Amen. And so fear does not belong here. Can you repeat that after me? Fear does not belong here. We know that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So fear cannot coexist in this temple. Fear cannot live here. Fear no longer has authority over me. I want you to repeat that after me. Fear has no authority over me. No more. Today is the day that enough is enough. Change is coming and that change is deliverance and healing to your entire family structure. All right. And so Elijah said in um, 1 Kings 17 and 13, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake first. So he, he was not going to entertain and this codependency. He was not going to entertain that, oh, I can't do it and all the excuses. He knew that there was potential there. There was untapped potential. And oh, by the way, Seraphath means melting. It means refinery a place of refinement. And so oftentimes God will allow adversities and times of hardship to refine us, to bring out the things that, um, that he really needs to bring change and reform to nations. We can't run from refinement, but we have to run to it. Hallelujah. No more are we running from refinement and the refinery, we're going to run to it. We're going to run to it. And so um, Seraphath also means a workshop for melting. How many know that God is, he hired, according to the book of Isaiah, the blacksmith, the one who melts down the, the, the precious metals in order to bring forth a valuable product, something of value. Something that um, something that 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 this world needs. Something that was not there before. Refineries um, and mineries. They 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 look for the. Uh, it's almost like the turning the coal into the diamonds. The pressure in in the in the, the dark places bring forth the diamonds, just like the pearls, right? And so the refineries are for bringing forth things that are unexpected, things that may not have a large platform. I believe that God is calling you from the backside into the forefront, right? Because when the longer we stay in the place of refinery and allow God to shape us and melt us down, melt all of the selfish ambition, melt away all of the, um, the rebellion, the disobedience, and the things that have been matriculating down, are traversing down from past generations, then we get we come forth as shining and pure gold. God wants to purify us. This is the time of purification. We're also in the time of the third weeks, right? Which goes up until I believe the ninth of Av or in the month of Tammuz. And so we're still in the third, the three weeks, excuse me. And so this is also dire straits, which links to refinement, going down the narrow path, like shading away everything that does not need to enter into our new place with him. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is the time um, also of introspection, like and allowing others to leaders to inspect us, to, to pinpoint things that we shouldn't take along in our new journey. God is preparing us for the new and we're about to break forth. Change is at hand. 
changes that hand. And so, um, so she begins to um, talk about, um, he, he begins to talk about excess and surplus, right? So she goes from being, having a insufficiency, right? To having a surplus. And so God is bringing us to a place of abundance. You're going into your wealthy place. I'm ecstatic about what God is wanting to do. I am excited about what he wants to do. And so, you know, um, so, so essentially in verse 14, it says, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up and the joy jar of oil nor the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Hallelujah. So what you have, God is gonna multiply it. What you have, God is gonna cause it to be exceedingly great. Um, you thought that one day you went from gathering sticks and feeling like you wanted to die and feeling alone and feeling impoverished to going ascending to a new place in God to developing to uh, new giftings and, and receiving new dreams and, and aspirations and being motivated by the Spirit of God to just go and get it. Hallelujah, this is the time to just go and get it. It's time to recover all. Change is at hand. Hallelujah, and I'm so, so excited to see what God is wanting to do in your life. Amen. And so um, thank you, everybody, for diving in. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. I'm so glad that you're able to um, join into this broadcast. I bless you. I pray that you were encouraged to just go get it, to be reminded that change is coming. Change is at hand, y'all. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in to the pressure. It's time to press in and ride the wave of the Lord. I'm excited about what God is doing in your life. I'm excited about what God is doing in the earth today. Not everything is doom and gloom. God is doing great things. People are giving their lives to God. People are um, getting um, filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful, so, so grateful to um to be a part of what God is doing in this era, I'm, era, and I'm so grateful to 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 lead this ministry. This is Boots on the Ground International Ministries. I'm Chastity Jackson. I'm so excited to um, that you have chose us to rock with this afternoon. And also, don't forget to tune in. We're having um, our live broadcast tonight. Our live podcast is going to be eight to 8.30 Central Daylight Time. You can dial 850-724-1222. There's no pin required, just come on in. It's gonna um, start also on the East Coast. It's from nine to 9.30 Eastern Daylight Time. Just 30 quick minutes of rapid fire, anointed, teaching, pre preaching, praying, prophesying, all of that. I am excited to hear what God is wanting to share um, from his heart tonight. Praise God. So pass on the message. Remind somebody today that change is coming. God has not forgotten about them. Pray for somebody. Intercede for somebody. Share this broadcast. 
um, and we so appreciate it. And so I'm going to sign off and we thank you again for joining us. I don't know when I'm going to come back. Um, so I just wanted to hop on here live to share what God has put on my heart to share concerning a change is coming. And I will let you guys know in advance next time when we're going to be back. But thank you again. And also thank you. A quick shout out for those who are listening to the live replay. Thank you so much and shalom.